BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, Kadishti Sacred Sexuality, Topping from the Bottom but Doing It Right, and Twisted Trist. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Looking to support the podcast but don't know how? Go shopping! Head over to eroticawakening.com, scroll down to the bottom, click on the link to JT Stockroom, buy yourself something, help support the podcast. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. So we have a new... uh, We've been very fortunate to have sponsors along the way that Mm -hmm. help pay the bills around here. And in that regards, I mean, just pay for the podcast, pay for the uh, The hosting hosting fees and and all that jazz. Um, We don't have a sponsor right now, but you can still head over to the... the Erotic Awakening website, scroll down to the bottom, there's a little banner there for JT Stockroom, and go shopping. I was excited. I was excited when I saw JT Stockroom. I used to love looking through their catalogs and stuff, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I just, I love the stuff they have. They have been around for quite a while, longer than you and I have, that's for sure. I think so. Ooh, yay. Not that that old. (laughs) (laughs) So today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about some sacred sexuality with the Path of the Kaddishti. And you're going to have to explain to us what that even means. Ooh. And we also have an interesting question of the day and a few other things as well. We do, I want to go ahead and start with our uh, one bit of sad news on there and we'll try and recover the energy from that. If you've been attending Power Exchange Summer Summit over the last four years, then you may well have met our vendor coordinator, Master Rick. Unfortunately, we found out that just a few days after Power Exchange Summit wrapped up, Master Rick was in a fatal car accident and has passed away. I apologize if you did know Master Rick and this is the first you've heard about it. We've certainly tried to get the word out via calling people and then some of the social media stuff. Um, So if this is your first hearing about it, I apologize for that. So it's a little bit hard for us right now because he has asked for there not to be a funeral. Um, He knew he had heart problems before this car accident, so he and his slave had talked about how they wanted to handle this if if he passed. And he specifically asked for there not to be a funeral or a memorial or anything sad. So we do know there's going to be a celebration of life party at some point coming up soon. And he also had um, a favorite charity that um, if anybody wanted to donate anything to, you know, instead of flowers and the cards and things like that, he does have a charity that he would like um, people to donate to. That would be a, on a better note, Music Therapy, 714 Venture Drive, number 115, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26508. And make those donations to the above address, noting the Rick Brown Scholarship. And I will add that information to our show notes. So, yeah, it's like, 
Yeah, we haven't had time to say goodbye yet, so I'm actually um, wanting the party to happen soon so yeah. that we can all gather. Because it's, it's really hit the community hard. So, um, you know, salutations, Master Rick. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an interesting thing and something we will, we've talked about in the past and that we need to talk about again in the, on the podcast. A lot of this that we talk about is simply fun kink. But uh, Don and I, you and I, you and I have been together for some 15 years now, right? And we certainly had our fair share of um, issues, tragedies that have right. happened. Some of them more tragic than others. Some of them, but you know, significant things: the loss of a pet, losing a house due to foreclosure, losing jobs, changes, and death is part of the picture as well. Right. And, um, the older we get, the more we're going to lose. And, you know, the tighter we are with people and the more people we know, the more we're going to lose. And your choice is to go out and enjoy the people now or to stay home and surround yourself in bubble wrap, you know, and yeah. not explore the world. And we're all about exploring. And that means meeting people and that means losing people. Yep. So, you know, our condolences to Slave, um, to Rick's Kitten. And um, as she goes through this, and we'll be helping her out any way we can. Yep. So, okay, deep breath. <sighs> you know, it's funny. We attend a, a few events, not a whole lot of events, but there's a couple of events we, that we attend where they'll do a let's remember people who we've lost over the past year. Right. And Ooh. they'll follow that up with, uh, all right, now let's get things going again. All right. And I was like, man, what a tough job that is. Right. So... That's our job today. How are we going to turn... So, again, like you said, deep breath. We don't want to minimize it, but we do want to move on with the podcast today. Um, And from there, we want to go to where... Well, good question, Don. Today's topic is about the Kaddishti, Path of the Kaddishti, a style of sacred sexuality. One of the ways that we do embrace life is via a practice of sexuality. And um, I guess we should start off... We're going to have to figure out what... Kaddishti and all those words mean, because I'm mm-hmm. not familiar with those words. You lie. I am, actually. <laughs> well, let's start off with, um, before we get into the specific path of the Kaddishti, okay. which is a path of sacred sexuality, what is sacred sexuality? Ooh, what is sacred sexuality? you got to throw that one at me. That one's actually a little hard for me to define. Um, well, it's not hard for me to define. Sometimes it's hard for me to define in a way others may understand. For me personally, Dawn... Um, sacred sexuality is knowing that sexuality is a path to the divine and a path to other people's hearts and a path to healing and a path to um, enjoying life. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's my way of connecting with the divine. I mean, I use some of my um, sexual events, my sexual interactions with people mm-hmm. as ritual and a way of connecting with the divine. I use sexual energy to connect with people on a very personal level and a very deep level. And that's part of the reason, and don't take this wrong, those of you that are swingers, but it is part <laughs> of the reason, and, and I've done my share of attempting to swing, but it's part of the reason that I suck at it. Mm-hmm. Because to me, sex is not just physical, and we can have that argument later. To me, it's also very sacred and spiritual. So I can't just go into a room and fuck someone. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I, no, I totally get that. Yeah. I obviously I get that. Right. And it's not to say that physical swinger sex is bad no, or in not any way at all. not good, but and some people will say that's a level of sacred as well. I don't personally I don't see that. Here's my easy definition of sacred okay, sexuality. Okay, good cuz I ramble. That I'm using for today. So if you think about uh, you and me, right? Yes. There's you. Yes, sir. And there's me. Right. And when I go to a swing club and have sex with somebody I don't know, there's, let's say her name is Sarah. Right. There's Sarah and there's Dan. And Sarah and Dan get together and they fuck and they have sex and it's great and it feels good. But there, at, but then at the end of that, it's still, there's never a point where it's anything other than Sarah and Dan having sex. Right. When Dan and Dawn have sex, there's Dan and there's Dawn, but there's also this us entity mm -hmm. that's created. And don't be thrown off by the entity term. It's not a, it does not have to be a mythical thing or a woo thing or a, um, you know, shooby dooby See, light you're rambling divine. too now. I thought. <laughs> thing uh, it's just this one sticking point but this right. entity that's this us right where we are we are fucking mm. we are making love and and you've created this shared entity between the two of you that's how i see sacred sexuality some people will perceive it as this us entity is more than just you and i and the creation of you and i to create this third entity it is also a connection to as you said the divine as a tantrika might say the overmind um, and from there you can take it can be a philosophical sacred thing or it can be a more connection to entities and things outside of us that's mm -hmm. up to you but for me sacred sexuality sexuality that is sacred is that sex, sexuality that creates that even if it's for a brief time that third aspect I like that I really like that. So, and I'm trying to layer that on to how I use sacred sexuality in ritual mm -hmm. with people that need um, cathartic healing. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'll use BDSM and sexual energy for cathartic healing or for shamanic journeying type of healing. Mm -hmm. We use the BDSM and the sex to build the energy to guide the intent. You know, because in ritual you need energy, so it's another way of, of creating that energy. I wonder if you go, your view of sacred sexuality relies more on the external, and mine leans more towards the internal. Leaning maybe, but I wouldn't say completely. Mm -hmm. Because even if I'm with somebody, even, if, even in moments where you have set me up with somebody... Mm -hmm. I can still drop my walls, and it has nothing to do with healing. It has nothing to do with connection of the divine. It has everything to do with connecting with that person, making them feel comfortable, making them drop their walls, and literally creating that third entity, like you were saying, that we mm -hmm. moment. Okay. So I can do that as well. But I do like to lean towards the ritual aspect of it, but I know you've done that too. You've, oh, got your, you've got absolutely. your ritual toy bag. We've, we've taken moments of creating rituals. So, Yeah, I agree. I, well, before we go too much further down that, we, go into all the, <laughs> we haven't even defined the Kaddishti right, word yet. Right, right. Uh, before we go any further into that, I do want to mention that we have new subscribers to the newsletter. We do. In, oh, we do. Yes, many of them, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Though I haven't done a newsletter in two months. My bad. It's on my list. I'm so really, when you subscribe soon. to the newsletter, you don't have to worry about getting spammed. <laughs> no. Sure. Um, 
So, for example, Charlotte from Louisiana. Yep. And Nicole from Illinois. Michelle from Maryland. And Eric from Missouri. We stayed all domestic this time. We stayed nearly all Midwest. Ooh. I guess Louisiana, Louisiana doesn't count as Midwest. Doesn't count, no. But or Maryland. All right. Exc- ignore the Midwest. Okay. So. <laughs> but definitely domestic. So that's interesting. So I like that. Do you believe that it, whipped cream tit photo shots are sacred? Depends how they're done. My first response is going to be absolutely, but it depends what kind of headspace they're in. Well, I don't know about that, but they're pretty hot, so... I mean, if someone's doing it for an art class, eh. If someone's doing it because they're sending it to Master Dan... I was going to say. Yeah. So we did get, (laughs) or I did get some food on boobs. You got no tentacle sex, ha ha. I'm sorry. But I I don't know why you're apologizing. No, but I've got new tentacle earrings from Origins. I've got the new tentacle socks. You played the tentacle sex card on Cards Against Humanity (laughs) during the poly meeting today. Yes. Uh, So I got a whipped cream tit shot photo as well as Sasquatch sent over some cupcakes on boobs. Nice. They looked sweet and tasty because I think one of the boobs was named sweet and the other boob was named tasty. (laughs) That's awesome. So good stuff. Oh my god. Do you know, guess what came in today? Uh, Something from the stock room that I ordered? Well that too. (laughs) So we do have that to test out tonight. Yes. But photos from Trist came oh, in today. Yeah. So we have not even had a chance. We had to skip a week with, you know, with the things going on, coming back from Trist and unpacking and things going on with the space and Master Rick and everything. Just haven't had a chance to podcast. I haven't even finished unloading from Trist yet. And um, the pictures started coming in today. And what happens with the pictures of Trist is you have to wear a certain color wristband. Mm-hmm. Only the event photographers can take the picture um, everybody in the picture has to have a green wristband, blah, blah, blah. So it's very tightly controlled. But I got a couple of pictures from my rope suspension today and from my scene with Lucy the Slut today. So I'm still floating a little high from Trist. Mm-hmm. So, and just the experiences with that. I'm hoping the cling wrap scene comes through because I don't usually, we don't usually get pictures of our scenes. No. So this is pretty awesome. And I think I've got uh, a really good idea of how to do the cling wrap suspension now that I've seen it nice. a second time. So I'm pretty uh, good on that one. I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. I, I like it a lot. Good. Good. <laughs> we'll try it soon. So, yeah. Though so the one picture of me and Lucy the Slut, mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking like a melting snowman. Um, I, I guess you know, that's what happens is, when you lose 90 pounds. I suppose but... so. But I see the, the part of that picture that I like is the face that you're making. Yeah? Yeah. I was into it. Yeah, absolutely. We were both into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, anyway. So, Trist, fabulous camping event. Fabulous. So I think we'll be getting a cabin next time since absolutely. we just sold the camper. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you go out to my web, my FetLife profile, you can see the last picture we'll ever take of the pop-up oh, as it's gone now. Oh. Um, what do you think, though, is that Ginger's third Trist? That was Ginger's third Trist. She was only... Seven weeks old the first time we took her? No, she was 12 weeks No, old. we got her at like six weeks. I mean, she was crazy young. She was a rescue pup, mm-hmm. and she was crazy young when we got her. I don't think she was a full eight weeks. So uh, our dog has probably been to more. Our dog has been to more kinky conventions than some people we know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, And she enjoys the hell out of it because it's camping. 
Well, yes. Yeah, well, and the swimming yeah, pool yeah. that we got her, because we celebrate uh, her birthday there. Yes. So we got her the little wading pool because it was so hot. Yes, she, she enjoyed it so much she claimed it. Yes. Don't she pee peed in the in pool. The pool. <laughs> uh, so, Dawn, let's go over our terminology to start with. Uh, tell me about this word, Kiddishti. Kiddishti? Um, it's a, do you know how to spell it? I do. It's Q-A-D-I-S-H-T-I. So Kiddishti, yes. which there's no U there after the no, Q. No, there's no okay. U. So do you remember the history of the whole A Kiddishti little bit thing? of it, a little bit of it. Um, so Kiddishti is an ancient Sumerian word that means practitioner of sacred sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to use it with some of the uh, temple workers. So they were called Kiddishti. They were um, temple prostitutes. The way it was used in the old days. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to your definition of temple okay. prostitutes in a minute. Okay. So, well, where else do you want to go then? Well, Kaddishti. So Kaddishti is the overall yes style of sacred sexuality. Yes. As you mentioned, uh, the temple prostitute, the Kaddishtu, is the same the word with the U on the end is a female. Right. Temple prostitute is the definition as defined by the Christian invaders. That is that very saw true. This. Because they were really in service to the goddess. Mm-hmm. They were. Prostitute. I mean, that was just a word that was used, and it depends how you define it, whatever. They worked in the temple. They worked, um, they channeled the goddess, and they were there for when warriors came home. The warriors would visit the temple first, interact, interact, (laughs) (laughs) with the women that were there in the temple Mm -hmm. before they would go home. Yeah. So it was a way of reacclimating them to non-war life. It was a way of getting rid of some of their aggression. It was leaving a way of leaving more behind mm-hmm. and reconnecting with the goddess and the divine. And then the, the only other word from our terminology is Kadesh. Yes. Q-A-D-E-S-H. Right. Which was um, the male people, male-bodied people that worked in these same temples. And that would be considered, the definition of is a temple dog. Right. Now, you and I don't actually work in a temple, and we don't right. work as a priest in, or a priestess to warriors coming home from war, although we would, that's certainly legitimate. Oh, absolutely. Form we of do sexuality. know some that do. Yeah. So, I mean, Kaddishti is actually um, a movement. I guess I would call it a movement that's going on. Um, it's a something. Yes. We've got Kaddishti that are around the country and around the world. And it's kind of neat because you won't hear of it a lot. A lot. Usually the words that you hear would be tantrika mm-hmm. for the tantric path. Uh, dakini for... Now, what are the... Also, a lot of tantra people. A lot of the tantra people. As well. um, the Taoist. So you've got Taoist. Uh, yeah. Sexual kung fu type aspect of right. the Tao. Um, the, the interesting thing is, so you and I could certainly call ourselves tantrikas and say, oh, we're... we're we're into Tantra. Right. It's all that jazz is the same. We like the Kaddishti aspect because some of the stuff that's gone on with Neo-Tantra and the commercializing of Tantra um, is, I have a little smidge about that. doesn't right. really matter. Well, it is a practitioner of sacred sexuality. Right. Though, now, Tantra is also more of a path. There's more to it than just sexuality, usually. Not always the way it's used in the West. Right. Right? Whereas Kaddishti... Um, you know, you can be every person that I know that practices Kaddishti, even all the students that have gone through our class, Path Mm -hmm. of the Kaddishti, and the more recent version of Path of the Kaddishti, which is a student of ours and her partner, 
have taken over and have totally morphed it into something fabulous. Right. Even all of those students that took that, they all do it differently. Some of us at Sacred Touch. Some of it's it's researching the history. Some of it's working with war veterans. Mm -hmm. Some of it's doing festival work. Some of it's doing ritual work. Some of it's sexual magic. You know, so everybody's got their own path using the same word with the same energy behind it. Mm -hmm. And we all kind of support each other. Yeah. It's really interesting that what you and I do, what our uh, friends to the north do, which I don't know that we have their name, so I'm not right. going to use you guys' name. You, right. guys know you, you guys know who you are. You live at the farm. Our uh, practitioners in Chicago, practitioners in Atlanta, mm-hmm. all of them, you're right, have the freedom of taking their own perspective on this. Right. Um, so that's that part. So the next phase that we want to talk about is... You know, when we say we practice sacred sexuality, what exactly does that mean? Do we put a shingle out and say ten dollars for no? Because that of would be prostitution, that would legitimately which be is prostitution. illegal. No. But what? before we get into oh, that, oh, see, I was getting ready to jump into it. Before we get into that, I do want to mention that uh, on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network, we have a new, new podcast. No, not the latest new podcast, but even a newer new podcast. If you have a kinky love conundrum, you can ask Mysterious and his slave Prism on the Mysteriously podcast. Side note, here's the name. It's M-A-S Seriously, so it's Mysteriously podcast. Oh. They accept your deepest, most private, anonymous voicemails and play them along on the internet along with their own shitty advice. Leave your message at 725-444-WHIP to get on the show or leave them feedback. So they are a couple that they're just doing the kinky love conundrum. They're going to take your calls and uh, offer some advice or even maybe some answers. Nice. So Glad to have them on board on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. You can head over to the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network.com and find all 11, yeah, 11 shows on the Erotic nice. Awakening Podcast. That's fabulous. Speaking of which, and then we need to do a review of, we need to post our review of Jurassic World from Three Thumbs Up. Oh yeah, there'll be a new Three Thumbs Up coming out, so awesome, awesome. And finally, the last thing I'm going to say before we get into wrapping up our sacred sexuality topic is that uh, Rihanna Berry of the United Kingdom and Ohio Hedgehog from here in Columbus are winners on the Find the Tentacle Contest. All EA listeners can participate in the Find the Tentacle Contest and win handmade kinky crafts. Find out more about that at the end of the show. Congratulations, Rihanna and Ohio Hedgehog. Yay. He was looking pretty hot in his kilt the other night. He was a little bit that I got to see. Funny that that was the first time I've met him. I know. I've met him before. He's nice. Met him. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You can get out the word about the Erotic Awakening podcast by rating us on iTunes, tweet about us, like us on Facebook, and tell your friends. Nice. So, Dawn, we're talking about sacred sexuality. What do you actually... So, we don't, you don't actually charge people for sex? No, I don't. So. What do you do for sex? Or what do you do? <laughs> what do I do for sex? A uh, Klondike bar? No. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do for sex? A Klondike bar. Okay. Um, what was the last sacred sexuality thing that you did? The last... With intent, because sometimes the stuff that I do is just sacred sexuality. So I had a scene with Lucy the Slut. To me, because I could let my walls down 
and because we knew each other and whatever, to me that was sacred sexuality. Okay, but that wasn't done with the intent yeah. of doing something. So, to, so before the, that, the key okay? to make it a kaddish do action is to right. include that intent. Intent so before that. So before that would have been a uh, ritual with Rita the redhead. At where would that have been? Last. Did have I done something before then? No, no, or between right, right. then? I forgot about that. So, right. So that would have been at Winter Wickedness last February. Mm-hmm. Or Cope. No, it would have been the last Cope, I think. And um, I'm not sure. It's, it's one of the AIS events that are, that are here in town. And literally, she had an intent. She wanted to embrace something in her life. And it was an emotional state that she hadn't been able to get to and knew that that's what she needed to get to to continue her journey in understanding her complete self and working with her complete self. So we actually designed a ritual. She gave me some um, a lot of leeway on what I was going to do, so I was able to be very organic with it. And um, I brought rope. I brought pain sticks. I brought um, some purple heart um, wood sticks that Mr. Malaprop made me. Mm-hmm. I brought um, crystals and little things to make a little mini altar. I brought things to take her into the headspace because we were going to use um, impact energy. And then I brought her stuff for aftercare. And um, I don't want to say a lot about the ritual because I'm not exactly sure how much she has shared. And they can be very personal, even though we did it in the middle of the dungeon. And what was absolutely phenomenal about this ritual mm-hmm. is that I couldn't find any equipment. I could find no equipment to play on. So I found a spot in the middle of the dungeon in the floor. I laid out a piece of rope put her in the middle of it, put a little, like my stones and feathers and things like that to make a little altar right next to the rope. And as crowded as that room was, no one touched that rope. It was like we built our own bubble. And then we just kind of went on a journey using BDSM impact to create the energy. And I was able to... um, walk her through you know I created a circle I did the woo stuff and then did the impact play with her along with sacred touch Mm -hmm. and it took her to the headspace she needed to go to we were able to create what she wanted and at the end I had little props that just kind of um ended the ritual see I can't do it I can't even say what the props are because that would say what the intent of the ritual was so you know but it was little things that I brought along so that if we succeeded they would um interact with the emotional state that she had wanted to Mm -hmm. embrace right so and that's what we did and you know and I do that with sacred touch with people and I do that with you know, we've done that with needle play with people before. and Well, and, and those are the BDSM aspects, certainly, and just plain old sex as well. Yes, we've done plain old uh, sex. Anything from just sacred touch to actual intercourse, right? Mm-hmm. And we've done some uh, stuff, both as giver and receiver. Sigil magic? Mm-hmm. Oh, I could talk about some sigil magic using sexual energy as the, as the power source. So, what are the aspects of sacred sexuality? When you say, if somebody else was, you know, t- telling you a story about this sexual encounter you had that tells you this is what you would consider sacred sexuality. If someone told me something about a sexual encounter that made their hair stand on end, that made their 
that involved eye gazing, maybe that involved just a connection with the other person. For me, to it's me, that, that's sacred. That bit where you're talking about it's kind of like co- uh, compersion, yeah, or um, shared sympathetic joy. Ooh, where yes. when you talk about how the other person's pleasure, you can see yes. that they have their own. That they're gaining pleasure from that other person's pleasure. That it's a shared pleasure. Absolutely. You know, it's when you get into that conversation where you don't know where one person's penis ends and the other person's vagina starts. Mm-hmm. You know, you're or whatever that, body parts or whatever body parts <laughs> you're plugging in. You know, um, that's the the hell the aspects. A lot of it, though, is that what we always come back to is what is the intent, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't mean that the intent is to create some long shamanic journey right. or to go somewhere, but the intent to share, the, inge- the intent to join, the intent to be vulnerable to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are those aspects to me. Vulnerable. Absolutely. You know, the, and that's part of what I crave with any act, interaction that I have with someone, which is what makes it sacred to me because I keep my walls up tight so that I'm not vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the way I am. I've got past baggage. I've worked on it. You know, they come down a little easier, but if I can be with someone where I can drop those, absolutely consider that sacred. So this is not the first show we've done on sacred sexuality. I'm sure it's not going to be the last show we do on it. And, and we threw it in there because it's Kadishtu, which is Q. Q. Right. <laughs> uh, we have a great question of the day, which we're going to get to as its own show at a later point. Uh, Emerald, thanks for writing in. We will get to you. I think it's a it's it's great for an entire show on its own, though. I don't. Want I to think so too. I think I think once we started looking at it, it's like, oh, I could say this and I could say that and I could. Yeah, that's not a simple question. Let's right. go ahead and make it a show. So. Any other thoughts though about the sacred sexuality? If you were a, wanted to learn more about sacred sexuality, and you did not live in Ohio or the Detroit area where you could attend the Path of the Kadishti training. Besides coming to my Energy 101 workshops and things like that, yes. or Glee, or C, or I know Indiana's got a couple of groups. You know, there's more woo out there than what we know, you know, than what we realize. And a lot of people are um, really doing more sacred sexuality sort of intensives and things like that. Where would I recommend people go? Man, I don't know. You and I have had to piecemeal this together. A little bit of Tantra here, a little bit of working with sexual magicians there, a little bit of chaos magic. Um, Scarlet Sanctuary, but again, that's in in Columbus, and that's our, um, we'll be doing it at COPE in September, which mm-hmm. is our um, space of sacred touch. Um, where would you suggest? You know, if anywhere that you live, there's, you can search your area, depending on how big you live, an area you live in, for uh, lo- local classes on Tantra, that's probably going to be the most accessible thing, at least here in the United States. Um, Some kink events are having more energy classes, though. Anything with Lee Harrington. Yeah. The only caveat I would say about the Tantra stuff is to be careful that you vet the instructors very well. A lot of Tantra people... Uh, for a while, and it may still be true, it just became another way to make money. Mm-hmm. So, although we have nothing wrong with people being paid to provide quality instruction, make sure you vet your instructors first. Absolutely. So, and, you know, make sure it's worth the money. So, some stuff that uh, our teachers teach for less than $100... 
the other thing, people are trying to charge two thousand. The other thing I would <laughs> recommend is begin a practice of mindfulness. The path Ooh. to sacred sexuality certainly relies on and is greatly enhanced by any mindfulness practice you can do. Anything that will bring you and and really keep it simple. Take simple zazen seated meditation. Don't, there's nothing complex about it, but that will help you to engage someone more fully and with less voices in your head. Um, that would be a good starting point. Absolutely agree with that. So if you um, have any questions for us about this whole topic, um, there's a lot of ways you can get a hold of us. The easiest is probably Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com by email. So, or you can go to the webpage, eroticawakening.com. Well, you'll find a comment form down at the bottom, or the link at the top will take you there. We're also on FetLife under the group Erotic Awakening. So, or you can tweet us at Dan and Dawn. Otherwise, to contact us as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, links to the newsletter and other stuff can be found at eroticawakening.com. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us the third Friday of each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. You can catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at the Blue Pickle in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month. And the Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at the room at the Columbus Insight Center. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club at FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. EA listeners can also participate in the Find the Tentacle Contest and win handmade kinky crafts. Just head over to kinkcraft.co slash eroticawakening and follow the directions to find the tentacles. Each week, one winner will be selected at random to receive anything from the site for free. And if you don't win, you can still use the discount code Dan and Dawn to get 10% discount off of your entire order. Again, kinkcraft.co. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs>